Hello and welcome to the Sounds of Salisbury podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Ellen. And we're here to bring you the sounds of the Salisbury music scene. And the voices of the community. So, Ellen, what can we expect from today's podcast? Well, thank you for asking, Alex. As everyone listening can hear, your voice is rather croaky, and we'll explain that later. Uh, So yesterday we had the pleasure of hosting the acoustic stage at Wilton Live 2, uh, where we stationed our podcast and interviewed a few guests, and we're going to give you a little snippet of what you can expect in this interview. I think they would, just smaller scale, because no one's mad enough to do it. So this year we're doing the Friday and the Saturday. So I can't mention too much about who's who's performing, but on this very podcast in a couple of weeks' time, you will tell you. (laughs) An exclusive. We look forward to that. Fantastic. What a day yesterday was. Wilson Live 2. As Ellen has alluded to, my voice... Uh, it was that good a night, quite frankly. I, I can barely talk now, which is, some would say, quite a good thing. <laughs> not when you're recording a podcast. Not when you're recording a podcast. <laughs> or even trying to do a gig. I'm not quite sure how I managed to uh, to get through my six songs, but that's a story for another day. Um. So, yeah, so we were asked to host the acoustic stage um, and so we bought some equipment in which was thoroughly unusable it wasn't unusable it was inadequate well we were just asked to bring a PA and and my PA is just like for me doing little gigs um, but fabulously uh, Brian from BSM Stage Tech and then Stephen as well, who was an absolute godsend, basically supplied everything that we needed so that the acoustic stage was, well, I, I think a roaring success. It was frankly. a phenomenal success, yeah. yeah. I mean, both stages were, both, you know, both stages, all, all of the acts were, were absolutely brilliant, um, but we didn't really get to see a lot of what was going on on the main stage because we were busy sorting out the, um, the other stage. But it was really nice because we, we got to meet some really interesting uh, people that I'd never met before or, or watch play, which was really, really good. And uh, and we always had a, a full house in there as well, which was excellent. Both you know, both sides, whenever an act was on, you know, you couldn't really move. Was, yeah, the excellent. little gap between the two stages as well so that people could move from one room to the other room worked really well. Yeah. And I think they liked that in the band stage they all stood up dancing. In the acoustic stage there was a nice chair you could sit down and just really concentrate and enjoy the act that was on the stage at the time. Absolutely, absolutely. So should we rewind and start to the beginning of the day and talk about the uh, tech guys, the stage guys, and should we start off by hearing... A little bit from them. Yeah, yeah. So kind of, these guys are the unsung heroes of, of a lot of the events that you will you'll go to, especially uh, with regards to Salisbury Life. Um, so Brian from BSM Stage Tech and all of his team. So uh, Chris when he's there and uh, Steve and also John from Spire Sounds. Uh, who also does so much work and tends to work alongside uh, Brian quite a lot as well. 
Hello, I'm Brian from BSM Stage Tech. And tell me, uh, what is it that you, you do within the Salisbury music scene, Brian? Uh, generally, uh, provide PA or assistance or lighting or staging. Or be a clown. <laughs> <laughs> you are one of the personalities on the, the Salisbury music scene. Just because of your... You're always happy. You always bring the bring the joy. But without you, a lot of the things that that, that Salisbury Live, for example, tried to put on just just wouldn't happen. Well, I think they would, just smaller scale, because no one's mad enough to do it. What's been your, your the favourite event that you've done for Salisbury Live? Oh Christ, um, that's a hard one. I think they're all favourites in their own way. I we get small pub gigs, and I absolutely love them. And we'll get a big one like all Floyd in Market Square, and it's a lot of work. And you're there thinking, why do we do this? And end of the night, you're absolutely buzzing for hours, can't get to sleep. So they're all good. When you um, when you look at the Salisbury music scene, are there any bands or acts in particular that you kind of go, oh yeah, I'm glad I'm watching them? Love is enough, Carillion, Parsec. I, there's loads. The list is endless, yeah. in fairness, isn't it? Yeah. We are so blessed with such an incredible uh, music scene at the moment. There's just so many different... There's no bad music. It's all good music in its own right. So I'm just going to go on to to Tom. So just if you can oh, sort of say a little Tom, bit about Tom. absolutely beautiful bloke. Fantastic. Put a lot of work our way encouraged us a lot, which people don't realise comes from him, um, but both in a working environment and personal environment. I mean, Tom's one of those people we sort of check in once a week, oh, how are you doing? You know, just as a music mate. Um, so anything in honour of Tom is fantastic. And that's brilliant. Cheers, Brian. Thank you very much. That's all right, mate. I'm uh, John McQuay. I'm the owner of a local company, a local Salisbury company, Spire Sound and Light. Um, although I was local, I've since moved and I'm now based out in Hastings. So a little bit of an interesting move there. Uh, You're still very, uh, very important to the local music scene, though, John. I, 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 I hope so. Um, I, come back, I come back quite regularly. Um, obviously, I've got quite a few friends in the area. been involved with Salisbury Live now for a couple of years. Um, working alongside Brian of BSM Stage Tech, who you know, most people have probably seen his stage in town. Um, so I do come back quite often. Um, I've got family in Salisbury as well, so I'm come back, do, I do come back quite regularly. So. What, what do you enjoy most about uh, being a part of uh, the, the scene as such and, and what you do? The people mostly. Um, as much as I love live music, I've always liked going to live music events. I've always loved music. Um, and when you're working with people that got such a passion about their music as well, so it, it's the people and the passion that they have that really is what, what makes me come back. Love that. Uh, I absolutely love Have you got like a favorite gig that you've, you've done? Um, I mean, to be quite honest, yes, actually. Um, I did one in the rugby club last year, um, and it was it was it actually coincided with the the summer solstice event. Um, and so, originally, you know, for an event of that scale and of that size, normally I would have worked with Brian. Um, he wasn't actually available for that gig, so we did a you know, I hired his stage and we did a production in the uh, in the rugby club. And 
I took some casualties, you know, for the first time in all these years. I burned, I, I set fire to my speakers. Uh, <laughs> is, this, is this the Oasis one? It was, yeah, it was Oasis. Maybe. What a gig um, this was. That was quite the gig. Um, you know, I took, the ca- I took casualties in a couple of my speakers. Um, Brian took a casualty in one of his bass speakers. Somebody was dancing on it and fell through it. It was a proper rock and roll gig. And despite the fact that... Um, yeah, it, it was one of those gigs that was frustrating because, of course, we, we lost a bit of kit, but it was so much fun. Um, not sure that I'd necessarily want to do it again, but if I could get a bit of a rock and roll gig like that again, yeah, that was definitely a favourite. Definitely went down in memory. Uh, so we're at Wilson Live, uh, event set up by Tom Bauk. Can you just give a few words on, on your relationship with Tom? So, I, you know, in the, in, in the grand scheme of things, I didn't really know Tom all that long. Um, I've known him for a few years. Um, and I actually worked with him on my very first Salisbury Live gig down at what was then Brown Street. Um, so I worked with Tom there for the first time and he was just such a down-to-earth guy. Really, really pleasant to work with. Knew his stuff. He was just, the only way I can really put it, he was just a genuinely nice guy. Do anything for anyone. Um, nothing was ever too much trouble. Um, and to be quite honest with you, it still hasn't hit yet, that the fact that he's no longer with us. Um, it was it was quite a shock, and it still hasn't ham- it still hasn't hit home yet. Yeah. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. The event started at quarter past three, so about half an hour before the event started, the act started turning up so that they could uh, get themselves set up, speak to the tech guys to make sure they had all the equipment in place. And the first couple of acts that were on included the Wilton Voices, which is a choir group from. Wilton. From Wilton? From Wilton. That's why they're called Wilton. what it says on the tin. (laughs) It was amazing. They all came in in their matching T-shirts, so you could easily see that there was a big group of people that they were happy to be together. They were excited to be performing for Tom on the day. They were. They were all really, really nice as well, which which is really good for us and for everyone. They were there to enjoy themselves first and foremost and to entertain um, and it was great because they all came in and sat uh, in the acoustic area because uh, the first act of the day uh, Bob Primer um, is also part of the Wilson Voices Choir so when he hit the stage he had a wonderful group of of people as his audience who were all chuffed to bits that he was performing yep. and knew that uh, that he would be part of them as well when, when he finished. Yeah, and as soon as he finished, he had to pack up, take his jacket off to expose his T-shirt and run to the other stage to rejoin them to perform as part of their group. So he had a quick changeover from one, from one stage to another stage. So let's hear first from Bob Primer. My main influences go back to the sort of singer-songwriter era in the 1970s, very influenced by people like James Taylor. I hate him because he plays so well. He's, the, uh, yeah, he's a phenomenal guitarist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in about 1971, Wiltshire County Council very generously sent me off to college with a student grant, which used to get in those days, of 84 quid. And uh, I blew 42 pounds of that in the first week on a guitar, trying to emulate James Taylor songs. And uh, unfortunately, never been able to get there, but... Uh, I've been playing ever since. I mastered three chords. 
I love that. That's, that's uh, two more chords than I know. So, so uh, when you're performing, uh, what type what type of songs do you play? I know you said, you know, the sort of the late era, yeah. 70s. I mean, um, I'm playing um, a mixture of covers. I did one or two of my own songs, which I probably won't play today because they're a bit uh, basic. But uh, I, I sit at home and do a bit of songwriting. But uh, today I'll be doing covers of through the 70s, 80s and more recent, probably. And have you um, released any of your own music? No, afraid not, no. <laughs> no. Have you ever thought about, about turning up? I've done a few, I've done a few home-produced CDs and things like that, but nothing, nothing that's been on for sale. But it's just, uh... Okay. Uh, do you have any, any gigs uh, coming up other than uh, today at Wilson Live? Uh, well, nothing immediately, but I, I play at the uh, Ventnor Fringe on the Isle of Wight, um, and I'll be going back there again in the summer to play there. Uh, last week I was in uh, Ventnor doing the folk club there, which was quite nice. So we used to live on the Isle of Wight for a little while, so I've got a few contacts over there. I was going to say, you, you know, what are your connections to the Isle of Wight? Oh, wow, that's incredible. I mean, I was, I, I was born in Wilson, uh, but spent the last 50 odd years in, in exile in Hampshire and came back about three years ago, bought a house, and back to my roots, really. In fact, I was standing in my first classroom when I started at primary school. Wow, that is so cool. So uh, how did you know uh, Tom? Well, Tom, I got to know him through the, sort of the live music scene, really, locally. Um, mainly last, was it last year or the year before we did Wilton Live? I can't remember now. But I think it was last, uh, last March. Up at the Michael Herbert Hall. And he was such a live wire and he was so full of energy and going around getting everything organised. Um, it just, just took to him, a fantastic bloke. I knew his granddad as well. He used to teach me metalwork, I think it was, at Wilton Secondary <laughs> Modern School. But that's going back way, way back. <laughs> Brilliant. Bob, thank you very much. My pleasure. Hi, my name's uh, Lizzie Flynn. I'm the director of Wilton Voices, based here in, in Wilton. Uh, we meet every week on a Thursday at 7.30. Um, and it's an all-inclusive choir. Anyone can come. People think they can't sing. It doesn't matter. Come along. How many, how many people do you have in the choir at the moment? On a good night, uh, we've got uh, 25. Wow. So I think we've got capacity for another five. So... Uh, uh, That's really good. More the merrier. There's, there's a, there seems to be quite a few uh, choirs in, in and around the Salisbury area now. Um, well, the evolution, you've got the rock choir as well. Yes. It seems to be a really, yes. a really successful way of getting people out to sing. It's fantastic. Um, where I'm coming from, it's to do with well-being. So I love the idea of singing for well-being. And I know I send people home at the end of the night with a smile on their face and all their little endorphins dashing around their brain. So, uh, yes, singing is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, so how do people get involved? Uh, they just turn up. They just turn up on a Thursday. They can come and see if they if they like what we do. Um, it's not too strict. It's not too harmonic. I use backing tracks. Um, people go away and practice, or they could just come along and, and practice on the Thursday mm -hmm. with all the other people. And uh, they don't. They just need to love singing, basically. Uh, and where, where is it? Where is it you practice? Uh, it's opposite the community centre, more or less, in Wilton. It's a, a hall called the Wimsett Hall, next to the very ornate, lovely church that we have here in Wilton. Wonderful. Uh, and, and have you got anything else coming up um, other than Wilton Live? Um, probably working towards the carnival. The Wilton Carnival's a big thing. Um, so I'm guessing we'll be rehearsing to do something to do with that. I also run a musical theatre group uh, on a Wednesday night. Um, and with that's just started, so people who want to do a bit more acting, singing and dancing, uh, they can come along to that as well. It's £5 a session 
So I try to keep it flexible and affordable. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. Okay, thank, thank you. you. So we didn't manage to catch up with all of the acts um, on Saturday, um, just due to either previous engagements um, or the fact that we got to a point where uh, bands were playing, then I was playing, and bands were playing, and so it was just a case of not being able to get people in in time to to to, to speak to them. So one of those acts, uh, one of our personal favourites, I think I think we'll agree we both love them. Absolutely, the energy they bring to the room when they perform is second to none, yeah. quite frankly. And, and that's Ribble, you know, for for two guys. One on a guitar, one on a fiddle. It's, uh, yeah, like you said, energy is is fantastic. They are entertaining and the music is is masterful, it's wonderful. Um, and yeah, so unfortunately we didn't get to uh, to chat with them, but we will definitely, definitely, definitely get them on a podcast at some stage. Absolutely. And you did get a T-shirt, Alex. I got, I got some merch. <laughs> Uh, I was very jealous, Ribble, if you're listening to this, where's mine? (laughs) (laughs) So before um, Ribble took the stage in the main area, um, we had uh, a brand new um, duo on the acoustic stage um, called the Ditch Gypsies. So uh, they've only played a couple of times, I think, yeah, I think they've been doing a lot of busking, a few open mics, getting their set practice between the two of them, getting their banter um, going, which was which is obvious on stage that they've done a few things together. But in terms of actual gig gigs, I think, yeah, they're very new to the scene. But exciting to yeah. see what they've got coming up. Yeah, so it was originally just supposed to be um, uh, Reed. So Reed Buck was, was booked. Um, but since then, as we said, he's uh, set up uh, this little duo called Ditch Gypsies, and you can hear from them there. Uh, hello, my name's Reed. Uh, hello, my name's Shelley, and we are... The Ditch Gypsies. <laughs> um, a little explanation as to the name. We both uh, at one time lived on the canal, uh, which is well known as the, the Ditch, um, the Muddy Ditch, so, yeah. That's, that explains the name, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. So how did you guys uh, get together as a, a, a duo? <laughs> it's quite yeah. random, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, so we both separately attend an open mic night at a local pub, and um, I think both of us had probably had too much to drink, and I said, come and, sing, come and sing this with me. Yeah. And we were like, ooh, I can't sing that one, and then, <laughs> and then came and smashed it out of the park. And mm. since then, we sort of... Yeah, we've been developing it, haven't we? Busking and, and starting to do events and stuff now, so... Yeah, which is, yeah that's quite cool. I do, um, I do a lot of busking, don't I? Yes, yeah, we'll have to. Mm. How, how, how do you find the busking? Because it's, you know, is it difficult? Do you it. find it difficult or do you get quite a reaction? Mm, lots of reactions. I love it when um, you get a lot of families as well start dancing around and I'll sing along with you. Yeah, little kids mm. make, make our day. Mm. Um, it, it can be hard work when the weather's cold, your strumming hand goes completely numb. Um, yeah, and you're, and you're hug, hugging around a cup of coffee between tracks. Um, I find it's a really good way of getting ready for gigs, learning new songs and, and having enough pressure performing them that you don't want to mess them up, because you don't get 
playing at home. Um, but not enough so that you're terrified you're going to ruin a paid gig. So Yeah, and I think it's quite a good way to, um, you know, do something different with a song that you've been trying to maybe sort of jazz up a little bit as well and see if it works, uh, see what kind of reaction you get from a crowd. And um, yeah, we always get really positive ones, which is quite nice. We get some bad ones as well. Do you reckon? Yeah. I never knew this. It's always the little old lady saying they've got no talent. Oh. <laughs> but do you know what? You can't please everybody. Yeah. And yet... Um, we do do a bit of everything. We do. And we've got stuff in there that's old, older stuff, we've got newer stuff, so we do we try and cater for everybody, but yeah. Mm. That's good, that's good. So um, what have you got uh, coming up after Wilson Live? So, yeah, um, so uh, we run a, um, as part of a karaoke uh, business that we run as well, um, every, every Wednesday night at the Georgian Dragon, um, we run a, I guess it's a discovering talent night, maybe a little bit, and yeah. then karaoke afterwards. So anyone can come and do a half hour set um, we've been we've been doing it initially uh, as it's been getting going. So if you're a musician and you think you've got half an hour's worth of material and you want to make that step up to a, to a pub environment instead of your bedroom, um, so we do that and that's every Wednesday. And then we've got a couple of uh, bits and bobs. Um, we've got a yeah starting to get into events, applying for festivals for the summer. And I know that's going to be fun, isn't it? We've got one festival in Neville's one week. I think we've already got booked for, and we've already got a couple of private clients as well there. Yeah. They come forward, so and that is literally just from being out in busking, yeah. which is which is also another benefit of busking. Yeah. People see you playing and they go, oh, yeah, "Can I book you?" That's cool. um, and that's quite a good way of you being able to promote go. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Cold. You'll get cold. <laughs> no, I've got a cold now. It's just not good. Oh, it's no, going to be, gonna be dodgy tonight. Yeah, I tell yeah. you. Um, so obviously we're at Wilton Live uh, to pay tribute to, to Tom Belk. Um, can you just sort of tell me about your your memories of him? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll jump in on this one because um, you may notice on the posters it's just my name, uh, Reed Buck, it's not um, the Ditch Gypsies. And, and that's because um, Tom approached me, um, you know, last start of last year, um, I think at Brown Street, and then we had a, had a conversation. Um, and he booked me to, to perform here, and it was going to be my first um, gig for him. Um, and then obviously it was postponed and, um, and everything that happened. Um, as somebody who supports uh, local musicians who are just getting started, I think he, he was um, incredible for bringing those people on. And we can see by the outpouring of emotion from everybody, all the events have been so well attended. Um, how many people, you know, can attribute an awful lot of where they are now from, from him giving them a shot. Amazing. Thank you very much, guys. Thank and, you. And good luck today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Cheers. So now we're almost halfway through the uh, day and we're a bit hungry. So we go for some food and they are serving Balco burgers. Mm, that was very needed at that point. And well done to the kitchen guys for a big shout out for their food. It was, it was amazing. And great to see Balco burgers on the menu for the day that was tribute and delicious <laughs> I just saw your face it made me stop talking I'm thinking oh, is it, what's he I, trying I to talk <laughs> I was having one of those food moments where <laughs> my brain was remembering the food and my mouth was salivating <laughs> it was delicious it was delicious and just yeah it was a, it was a really nice touch it was really nice touch. very nice yeah and then next up on the acoustic stage we had Pete Robson an act that we hadn't seen before I'd not seen him live, um, but I'd heard the name and heard really good things. Not seen him live, and 
boy, did he not disappoint. Oh, he delivered. Absolutely superb. Um, Blues-orientated, original music. Um, I've got a little thing about slide guitar. I, I, <laughs> I do... I mean, I'd love to be able to play slide guitar, but not a chance in hell. Anyone who knows me knows four chords and the truth, that's it. Um, but, yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Filled the room with... with the blues. Yeah, but it was energy as well. It was really good. And he was fun on the mic talking to everybody. It was really good. Yeah. And then after him, we had Lump on the main stage. Um, what can you say about Lump? Yeah, I've <laughs> never heard about Lump. I think they're a new up and coming band. Um, I think they might win some awards. <laughs> they might do. Quite, they're all youngsters. And uh, uh, you know, Lump are an, uh, a Salisbury institution. And absolutely I just love love listening to them love watching them they are brilliant and so we are we chatted to Nick yeah so let's first hear from Pete Robson and then that will be followed by Nick the bassist from Lump slash Solarbird slash all round cool lovely guy all right, crush or what? <laughs> Give it to me. It's fine. I hug, his, just, I hug his girlfriend as I, much as I hug him. I know, it's all groovy. <laughs> if, you, if you've never had a, a, a hot, sweaty hug off of Nick after a gig, right, you've not lived. <laughs> okay, we might... Leave that in. Might leave it in. <laughs> uh, you have to leave that in. Seriously. Okay. Come on. Pete Robson played blues, slide blues guitar um, around Salisbury. -ish. How did you uh, How did you get into uh, How did you get into the blues? Uh, funny, it's actually probably quite a Salisbury introduction. I used to go to a party with um, Oena. Oena has folks about. Um, yeah. So I'd go to a party every year. Always sit there. And one year when Facebook came out, I was like, "Do you want me to bring anything?" She went, "Your guitar." And I was a really intimidated because her family are like really musical. And yeah. so to go and take my guitar, I was absolutely terrified. And then Merv turned around and went, you have to go and do that live. And when that happened, it was like I had their, them telling me to do it. So I went out and did it. And my first open mic was at Kudos wow. in Salisbury. It's like they're blessing. I mean, you don't get a much more like positive blessing than, than those guys. They're, they're phenomenal live. We've been seeing them a couple of times, so well, absolutely it's the, incredible. It's the, it's the sort of the pedigree, isn't it? Because like, yeah. it's not just that one band. It's like the, the number of bands they've been in, either as a family together or... So, yeah, it was. Um, you can imagine what it's like going as a bedroom guitarist and then being told, like, bring your guitar. It was terrifying. Um, so you've got some... Uh some music out you mentioned uh, during your your set uh, CDs and also uh, online uh, just tell us a little bit about yep. the music so I've got two albums I've got the Red album which I recorded both Red albums I've recorded at home in fact I've done them very similar they could all be on one album to be fair it was more time was the issue um, but yeah so they're all my original songs um, I'm quite pleased with the songs they sound all but they like them you know I did them I did them for me I quite like them so I put them on a CD and Hopefully people will listen, but CDs aren't the way they listen, it would seem. Yeah, online's generally the case. I'm pretty confident that we've uh, we've put both those albums on our uh, uh, Spotify playlist, so we will make sure that we share that with our listeners right, and so uh, our Facebook uh, followers. Um, do you have a Facebook page for people to follow? 
Yep, yeah, I'm all on that. You have to be, don't you? I'm, of course. I'm everywhere you would expect other than TikTok. That's just one that I did feel maybe I'm too old for that one. Um, so, do you have any more gigs lined up after um, Live? Anything coming up future? Um, yeah, so, yeah, reasonably good start to the new year. I've got one next weekend over in um, Wimborne. Wimborne uh, on Friday, they've got like a little cafe over there. It's quite an early gig. It books out really, because it's early, it's full of old people. So, you've really got to reserve a table. It's probably too late now, but. <laughs> <laughs> Other than so, and yeah, I got a few little bits and pieces um, coming in. Um, a few uh, Rich, who's playing in a couple of um, sets time. He's got an acoustic cafe. I've been booked in to play with him there, Amazing. so that's worth checking out and talking to him about if you get a chance. Awesome. Um, so yeah, bits and pieces all around Shaftesbury. And well, that said, I've got one. I got um, I released the album. It put it on, like sent it out to everywhere. Yeah. And um, I got offered a gig up in, um, it's like Newcastle somewhere. So in September I'm off to wow. sort of like the other side of Newcastle to go and do a gig. That's incredible. So yeah, keeping quite busy. That's superb. Well, it's been a pleasure. It really has. Oh, thank so you. So thank you. You had a stubborn, stunning set. I absolutely loved it. And yeah, I very much look forward to, to watching you again. Nice one. Cheers. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, who are you? Hiya, I'm Nick and I play bass for Solar Bird and Lump. So how did you get into music and specifically how did you uh, become a bassist or, or want to play the bass? Well, I mean, my musical interest really stems from raiding my uncle's bedroom for all his tapes once he'd gone to work. <laughs> I'd wait till he'd gone and then nip next door and have a little rifle through the tape drawer and uh, a bit of Guns N' Roses in there, a bit of ACDC. Oh, what's this Iron Maiden malarkey? We'll have some of that as well. And it was just, just a, you know, I just had to make sure that they were back in the drawer before he got home from work for obvious reasons of getting a tanned hide. So, I, I mean, I know that you're a huge Iron Maiden fan. I'm five foot eight. Is that you? Is it, oh, <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's big enough, I reckon. That's, that's big enough. I'm, I'm not going to say you're an average Iron Maiden fan. Well, yeah, yeah. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm a little bit fond of <clears> yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve Harris is uh, obviously a huge influence yeah, right. on, yeah. on the way you, you play, but also the way you perform. You are just, you, you I've, have the inability to stand still when you're on stage. Answer my pants, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you, is it just literally the music that just sends it's, you off or just? I just just enjoy it. I mean, I think it's just the whole, you know, just, just being up there. I, as a little switch just goes off, I just just love doing it. And it's just a, just a genuine response to you know, just what I'm doing up there and having fun and, yep. and being with like-minded people as well. It's just lovely. How do you enjoy uh, the lump experience? In in what, being in lump? Yeah, oh, yeah. From day one, it just just loved it because Colin obviously seen me play in Solibird for, for many years and um, he was thinking of starting lump up again. So he approached me one day and said, you know, love the energy, love what you do. Do you want to come and do, you know, be involved with lump? And now, if I'm honest, I'd never heard or seen lump prior to this at all so yeah yeah okay I'll give that a little go and he played me the songs I thought these, these are just great these are just so much fun you know so yeah all over those excellent uh, do you know if there's any more uh, any new lump material on the way there may or may not be some new lump material on the way the, the problem with new lump material is you learn it and then you don't play it for a couple of months then when you come back Colin's gone oh well, I've changed it <laughs> so you you know cheers for that uh, so tell me about uh, Solar Bird as well <laughs> celebrate in uh, our history who we are yeah, yeah. yeah well yeah I mean I'm, I 
in fairness, I think everybody knows who Solar is. Uh, so you are the reigning, uh, defending, undisputed best cover best, band yeah, in Salisbury for what's the now four five. years, five years five in a row. Now. Um, it's mind blowing. So and you are uh, best bassist. Five years running. Five as well, years running, which is a, another shocker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bex with best vocalist. What's that now? Two or three? She's done two of those, I think. Two and so two in a row. And you got. You also got. Our best guitarist and best drummer. We, did, we, we had a full set this year, which is just yeah, unbelievable. <clears throat> well, this was the first for Ed as well, our drummer, because Rob's won it once previously as well, yeah. but Ed, bless him, it, it never quite, uh, quite got there. So this was very special this year. What I love about Ed is he's very unassuming and when he plays, he just plays with his heart, but he's an entertainer behind yeah. the drums as well, and I think a lot of people miss that. If, if he had a tail, it would be wagging <laughs> the whole time. I, I can promise you that. What have you got coming up with uh, with Lump, but also with uh, Solarbird in the near future? Well, the Lump stuff, we've got the Beggar's Bash coming up, I think, uh, March time, um, and a few other bits and pieces. And the, the Solarbird calendar is just sort of filling up quite nicely as well already, which is, which is lovely. Um, we... we tend to just try and do a couple of weeks uh, a month if we can um, just with people's working commitments and things but of course that doesn't always happen some months you end up loads and, and quiet the next but it's it's, uh, it's, it's healthy so it's, it's good amazing and um, and obviously we're here at Wilton Live today uh, for Tom Belk mm-hmm. um, what can you say about Tom how did, how, how did you get to, to know him super super guy I mean you know I, I met Tom years ago um, just moving in the music circles really so I've gotten to know him more so since I've been in Lump because I had more sort of dealings with him um, but just a great guy plenty of time for everybody all the time very 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 hard working chap for you know getting organising these events getting you know putting 100% into everything he did as well it's just yeah super guy lovely chap Nick thank you very much no worries cheers mate so as we said earlier um, we didn't quite catch up with all of the bands um, one of them which I'm really disappointed about, and I do hope that we uh, catch up with them at some stage, is the, the brilliant covers band Glass House. Um, they're probably one of the the best covers acts around at the moment. Um, vocally stunning. They've got a great range of of songs that they play. You know, musically, they're, they're absolutely spot on, and they have a... Uh, a wonderful energy. They're definitely one of the sort of bands that, that get you up on you know, on your feet. Um, a fixture in sort of Kudos and some of the other places in Salisbury. So you really should uh, try and go and see them when you can, please. Yeah, I definitely popped my head in at that point. I left you to it on the acoustic stage, probably talking to somebody, but I was like, no, I need at least half a song with these guys, and yeah, they delivered. They did not disappoint at all. It was it was brilliant. People up dancing, it was amazing. But before them, we had another treat on the acoustic stage, and that was Rich Atkinson and the new billionaires. Now again, this is another act that I'd heard of, heard the name, but never I'd never seen before and so it was brilliant to be able to to watch them and like wow again just did not disappoint yeah it actually did not disappoint yeah, yeah the way uh, Rich got up on onto the stage area so the saxophone was blaring away he walks up onto the stage with his sunglasses and the loudest 
click, clicky fingers ever. Um, just, just got you ready for the rest of his set and his gruffly voice. Um, brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, it was beautifully jazz. It was superb. He's got a wonderful voice, a really, really wonderful voice. And the complimentary styles of the guitar and the, and the saxophone were absolutely superb. So please, if you do get the opportunity, you got to go and watch them as well because they are absolutely brilliant. But yeah, so we, um, we shouted to Rich and here he is. Hi there, my name's Rich Atkinson from Rich Atkinson and the New Billionaires. How did you how did you come up with a name? Um, well, we needed a name. I, I was I used to play with a bass player, and we initially went under the name of Sun Trap, and then found somebody else had that name, and then we, we decided I was like, okay, and then I like long song titles, so I, I just came up with it, and it was a play on words of rich and billionaire and. So that was part of it. And also, the, our sax player is called Rich as well. Yeah. So, and, and suddenly the penny drops as yeah. soon as you say that. It's like, that's, that makes absolute yeah. sense. Um, so can you explain to everyone kind of your, your style of music and your vibe, please? Okay. I call it narrative Americana, which is um, it's kind of uh, sort of Tom Waits, um, acoustic side of Springsteen or whatever, story songs with a jazz tinge you know it's quite jazzy in that way um yeah i like lyrical twists and gags in in the in the writing and stuff like that so yeah and so uh, i know you've released uh, some music so where would people find that oh uh, you'll find us on spotify and, and youtube and all those type of outlets but we've also got a cd which are five tracks which were recorded with full band in the studio in London, so yeah. so cool. Uh, and uh, what else have you got lined up uh, after today? Okay, we've got a couple of gigs in Yeovil um, at the end of February, and um, 23rd and 24th, we're playing at a cafe called Bread, which is in the High Street in Yeovil, which is on the 23rd, and that's an acoustic cafe, which is an event I put together. And then we're playing at St. John's Church in Yeovil on the 24th, the following day, So, which is a ticketed event. But you'll find details online. So. Excellent. And people can follow you on the usual social yeah, media on, platforms? Um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of those. Yeah, they'll find us there and whatever and come and like our pages and, you know. I, I mean, I can vouch because I follow, follow the page and... I've got the uh, the music is on our uh, Spotify playlist, uh, which we're very we abso- grateful and we absolutely for. Thank love. you. And, and having just heard your sound check, yeah, I mean it is absolutely beautiful to listen to. It really is. You've got such a wonderful tone Thank as you. well. So please, if you get the chance, head down to Oval or wherever you guys are playing, yep. and go check you out. Thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. <laughs> so up on the acoustic stage last was um, was me and. I'm, I'm going to say it was a f- fantastic experience. Um, there's nothing quite like losing your voice on stage. Well, <laughs> during the entire day. Um, for I'm losing my voice now, so I might have to take um, Brian Mundy's advice and have a shot of gin because that worked. 
Don't throw it away this time. Yeah, throw it away. <laughs> I, my, in my due diligence of keeping the stage tidy, I threw away my gin, which is, I, I appreciate sacrilege. Um, but yeah, the, I, I, have to, I have to say, it's one of the best gigs I've had. Not necessarily done vocally, was way short of what I feel I can do. But um, the energy and the, the crowd and the banter was very, very high and and, and, and wonderful. And it, it was uh, an honour, again, to be asked to perform at a, uh, an event um, for Tom. So I was very, very pleased. And then after me, we had... Oh, wow. Another gruffly voice, like super gruffly voice in in the form of Lady Winwood's Maggot. Again, they, I, it's, I feel like a broken record. I probably sound a little bit like a broken record. <laughs> but if you've never seen Lady Winwood's Maggot, you have to. You have to go. They are insanely good. And they've been going now for... 20 odd years at least um, they are, how would you describe well that's a good question because that's the first question my son asked when he turned up oh so who, who are these and how do you describe their style of music so I came up with my own version but I'll let Alex oh, read. No, no, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by what your version is. <laughs> before I read the um, well, I, I Facebook. I described them as um, the best way I can is hillbilly rockers. Hillbilly rockers. Okay, uh, on the Lady Winwood's Maggot Facebook page, they describe themselves as this: sometimes an angel choir, sometimes a chainsaw going through puppies, <laughs> the Clash mating with Johnny Cash. That's pretty damn accurate, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, sadly, we didn't get to interview them, but I think what you've just there yeah. sums them up. We we most definitely will get them on the podcast at some stage. Um, they finished the night superbly. Um, there was still a little bit of time for them to do a, a, an encore or two as well, which was wonderful. And they were the, the perfect kind of cherry on the icing of what was all round a, a, a brilliant, brilliant day. A brilliant day, which was organised originally by Tom and picked up then by Colin from Salisbury Live because he didn't want the event to not go ahead. It need, then needed to be a tribute to Tom. Uh, Colin, if you don't know Colin, where have you been? If you live in Salisbury, he is... An absolute legend. He's the OG of the Salisbury Live music scene in my in my mind. Yeah, he was stalking the two stages backwards and forwards all day, just making sure everything was ticking along nicely. Obviously, performed with Lump, um, and we were very fortunate to catch up with him um, on just on the acoustic stage and uh, and have a little chat. And here he is. Guys, I'm Colin Houghton and I run Salisbury Live. Colin, when did, uh, when did Salisbury Live sort of first start? How did it come about? Oh, well, um, 
I think, I was thinking about the other day, I think it was two, year 2000. The year two, it was a song or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was 2000. Um, and it was a sort of conception, really, of, of the then Salisbury Festival, which had been running for years. And the director, uh, Trevor Davies at the time, said, look, we don't do enough for, for, the, for the common man, I suppose, or whatever he said, because it's a very highbrow Salisbury Festival. So that's when he said, you know, you do a load in the community, playing-wise, and you're, um, putting on events. Um, so we put something on that is free um, and, and really sort of like for, for, for the punters, really, the public. They don't go to the cathedral or the, or the, um, the, the more highbrow, I suppose you'd call it, stuff. So we said, yeah, so we had a budget then as well, which is great. And there's three of us doing it. And we just took on over about just about every pub in Salisbury and paid for bands to go in there, and it was a massive success. And it was over the weekend, one weekend, then we moved it to two weekends, and it, it carried on for a few years like that. Uh, and then it, it, well, it carried on, but two, the two guys I was doing it with moved away, or, or I think one went to uni and whatever. So then I carried on doing it myself um, with the blessing of, of the festival. Um, and it was going all the way up to when the festival at proper, I suppose, finished about five years ago. And then Wiltshire Creative took over. And also we had um, Novichoff and all that came out. And that's when we started taking stuff outside and doing events in the market square. And then COVID, then that, because every, every venue seemed to reinvent themselves then anyway, because it was all outdoor stuff. So we kept our, our, ourselves above water by, um, the, we, 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 um, we did what we called the um, Salisbury Live Garden Parties. So it was um, um, six to a table, but it just kept a, kept a, yeah. a profile going. And then we've, um, and of course, Salisbury Live at the farm um, came about. So a lot of the stuff we're doing now, up to date now, we do a lot of open air stuff, a lot of bigger stuff, doing much, much bigger, which I'll talk about later on, what we're up to there. And of course, um, we still do the venues because that, that's what Salisbury is about going into the venues venues are a bit far and few between at the moment but they're gradually coming back into yeah. it is that Incredible. waffled enough? <laughs> <laughs> perfect amount of waffle yeah. <laughs> so I mean you've alluded to stuff that you've got coming up so if we go down that route first yeah. Yeah. so um, obviously May is generally a big month for Salisbury Live. So can you give us an indication of what you've got coming up? Well, it's May this year, because we did, we did over the last couple of years, um, go into June, but we've got the Euros um, this June. Um, and so what you don't want to do is get anything, you don't want anything in the way of anything, because no in England, all the home, well, England in our case, um, they'll get through to the end. And so we, we don't want anything to get in the way because, um, you know, best laid plans of mice and men, you plan, and yeah. something comes up. You can't, you can't, you know, you don't know everything that's going to happen. So we thought if we leave June alone, we'll move it to May this year. So we're starting on the 5th of May and actually going through to June the 1st. Uh, so the 5th of May with the launch at uh, the rugby club, on the pitch at the rugby club. Um, we've got um, Smith Limited and um, Slady, the uh, the only Slade uh, female Slade group in the world. They're playing, plus a, um, a, a supporting bill of, of, of uh, our local favourites, which I can't remember who they are at the moment, but there's a few <laughs> of those. And then we're moving. Uh, I, I, I can't remember the top of my head, but it goes on every weekend. There's um, 
uh, out and about, which is around the um, um, venues. There's um, we're doing a, a this year we're doing a uh, an acoustic folk blues special at the um, hopefully actually at the uh, uh, Bishop uh, the, the old Mill Harnham. We're doing a, a, an event there, running from three in the afternoon to eight o'clock. That's a new venue, lovely setting out there. Um, and what else are we doing? Um, well, the big news is live at the farm's not happening this year. It's uh, it's just not. We've got everything in place, so we are looking for a venue for the 26th of May, which is the um, late bank holiday. So we're still looking for a, a venue for that. So we've got a, a, lock, a lineup for that. So we will find some. Uh, the farm, as I say, it's not happening at the farm for the first time in years. So something will happen on that date. And then there's. Um, two quite big ones we're doing in September uh, with the immersive group at Victoria Park which last year we, we did an event at Victoria Park which was a, a, a resounding success it was proved that we can do stuff outside of you know and do working with the council there bless them they, they really sort of like um, work with us on that so this year we're doing the Friday and the Saturday so I can't mention too much about Ooh, who's, who's okay. performing, but on this very podcast in a couple of weeks' time, you will we'll tell you. <laughs> An exclusive. We look forward to that. Um, so that's that's the stuff that you bring to the community. So let's talk about you and your music. So you've been in a plethora of bands. Yeah. You still are in a plethora of bands. Is plethora um, a polite word? It is. Oh, yeah. yeah. It means loads. Don't want you swearing a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, Kev. Sorry, Kev. Um, <laughs> So one such band uh, performed tonight, Lump. Yeah. Had a phenomenal uh, time last year. Uh, Salisbury <laughs> Music Awards, best live band and best band. Your your music is takes from I, I guess from your influences. It's very punky, but it's fun. Yeah, you like yours, mate. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I, you're, I love your your. Your uh, your lyrics and the way you you spin things. Ditto. They're absolutely they're absolutely wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, what have you got coming up for Lump as far as potential new music is concerned? Um, we've got um, we've got a few new songs that we're writing at the moment, and they're all based around Salisbury, Salisbury people, places, and events that have happened. So that it's, it's basically something to hang our coat off. Yeah. It, I find it easy to write songs when you do that. When you've got something well, you, because you. you you can stretch the truth a little bit, but most of the stuff, most of the stuff is 100% true and it's happened, or it's about someone or something that's happened. So we've got a couple of songs coming out. One's one's quite a dark one for us, but it's, again, personal experiences. Um, and we've, uh, gig-wise, um, we've got a couple of festivals to do, but we will be going back into the studio to record a few of the new st- new songs. Well, actually, some of the old songs we did when we started off with the Lump Chronicles, which was um, a narrated EP. T- the narrator told the story and we sang the song. Yeah. And it was only meant to last about a week, but we, it was about 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> We're hanging on at a spike, basically. So. But that, that's the sort of thing we do. But again, following up, you do exactly the same, Alice, you know, with, with, with your songs. You tell the stories, you know. Yeah. And the Delamitri one, as I always say, it sounds just like the, the, the Stormtrooper one is brilliant. It's, it's Thank great. you. Yeah, not, I'm not saying it's a rip-off, <laughs> but, but the way you do it, the melody, yeah. your melodies are great. Um, I'm bigging you up, it's great. <laughs> but that, that's what we do, don't we? We write songs about everyday things and, you know, yeah. you know uh, 
we might even write a Eurovision Song Contest song. Eh? <gasps> oh, <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> So obviously we're here today at Wilton Live with the last band, uh, Lady Woodman's Maggot, are on in the background um, for Tom Belk. I know you had a very close uh, relationship with him. Just tell us a little bit about Tom from your perspective. Well, Tom, Tom was a student to start off with um, at, at college. I, I work on or run the music run the music courses at uh, Wiltshire College Salisbury. And Tom was a, a student who came on the course there and he, uh, he actually did the level three and the HMD. Um, but he was always into his music. He was always into, he, he got into, well, he's into so many things, but mostly it's all community based. And you, you don't teach people that, they, ju they just got a knack for it. And he had the knack to go out and do that. The football, everything, uh, we're all, all into our football and he, he um, he was passionate about that. He, he 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 just got so into loads of things that you know Tom's doing this. He you know he'll do meals for the homeless. He would get into his own Belco's burgers, the famous Belco burgers. And but his music was his passion, and he he was a complete and utter. I mean, he won um, the hit. Is it the hit parade? Whatever it's called that. Oh, with on. Marvin Humes yeah, yeah, on the so, TV, yeah, yeah, I remember. He, yeah. Won, he won that, and so we had him on our team a couple of weeks, uh, well, a few, a few, a couple of months ago, we had him on our team, and we came joint first. Um, and we lost out on a tiebreaker, which was, I'll get a tiebreaker now, was Blue Peter has been going 60 years, how many presenters have they had? How many musicals wow. Well, it's 42. And we said 40, and the team that won it said 42. Swears, we count. How did they know that? But anyway, wow. that's not sour grapes. But Tom was <laughs> on that, and we, as myself, Phil, Phil Smith from the City Hall, who, who was the City Hall in the South, between us, we, we muddled our way through it. But he, he was a, he, you know, he was an encyclopedia of music. He, 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 he'd listen to intros, he'd know this, but it wasn't just, it was right across the, the decades, he was just brilliant at that. He loved music, he sang, he played, he'd get up with us and sing our songs. Yeah. Because uh, um, he felt sorry for us, I think. <laughs> but he would he would just be into everything. And then he, then he started doing his own events. Um, but very seriously, because a lot of people come to Swords We Live and we say, yes, we're going to do... But he knew his stuff. So he, he never stopped learning. Because he would do things like, how do you do that, Tom? You know, so you 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 sort of swap ideas and yeah. and contacts. But he was he was so so into it. So that's why you see the poor out of love that we we had at the um, um, uh, Rude Giant the other week. Um, that was that was phenomenal. But he was champion. He championed everyone. He, those, he did. those young bands, cover bands, us old gits. Let's say that. <laughs> Us, you know. <laughs> so, but he would. He, he, he'd have um, time for everyone, and and he'd mean it. He'd absolutely mean everything he said about music. He, he was great. He just loved it. I spoke to somebody. I spoke to somebody today, and said I probably wasn't the closest of friends. Yeah. Um, knew him. Yeah. You know, wasn't somebody who I would text every yeah, sort yeah. of day or anything like that, but. I'm probably more of an acquaintance, but through the music scene. But every time I met him, he made me feel like a friend. Yeah. And that was that's Tom. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's 
yeah. you know, why on stage yeah. is that what I did? Because he, it, he, it's, wouldn't, he wouldn't suffer falls. He'd, he'd be a bit sort of like he could be a bit abrupt and whatever. But that's what you need in the music business. You need to sort of say what you think, and it needs to be, you know, um, this is how it works. And because when you're running something, you just say, right, this is how it works. This yep. is what we should do. And no, you can't, you know. Bring all your gear, or do this. It's going to be like us because we've got, a, you know, a set time. So he, he, he was he was a past master at organising those kind of events. Everything's a go come in play. Yeah. And he had set it up, and you know you're going to get an audience. You'd know that, and that's that's what we want. An audience. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Colin, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, and it's always a pleasure coming and performing for Salisbury Live. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Cheers yeah. Thank you. Thanks. And so there you have it. Wilton Live 2. The voice is going again. But then I think that's a testament to an incredible day and testament to a wonderful man. So Tom, thank you. And let's leave you with a little bit of lump. Greta Bono. Will we live to see tomorrow? Does anybody really care? William Harry, your old man and your granny. Does anybody really care? Does anybody really care?